Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 205. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Entertained Andy. Yeah, I'm always entertained. Yeah, who, who doesn't want to be entertained? But thank you for uh, tuning in. Hit that subscribe button and share with a friend. And uh, let's just jump right on in. Uh, I got a news story for you, Andy. You ready for this? Sure. So you know these like baby parties where... The family introduces like the person that the baby, what it's going to be a gender reveal party. That's the, yeah. Okay. I had it listed as an introduction party. <laughs> I thought it was like after they're born. <laughs> Meet Gil. Uh, he's, he's four hours old. Uh, no, but you know how these remember last year, uh, just uh, in like Riverside County, Someone sparked a massive wildfire because they had like a fireworks show for their gender reveal. Thank you for the word, the phrase. Uh, well, have you heard about the new one? No, no. Now, I don't know. I don't I don't remember what flyover state this is from, but at their introduction party, someone died and a lot of damage. Gender and, is very controversial right now. So, yeah. So uh, what they did was. uh they had planned to take a retired cannon and fire a cannonball out of it that I guess was going to blow the, you know, pink or blue or green or whatever. And uh, I think it just didn't go as planned. And I think it kind of just exploded and uh, it killed someone, a uh, 26 year old guy and uh, did a lot of damage to the home and whatever else around. And I think injured some people, but yeah, well, his introduction parties are, Getting out of hand. <laughs> what are we doing? Well, I mean, that guy didn't even make it to finally see the baby, right? Yeah. Probably you, some. Your last sight is like an uncle blue. Oh, it's a boy. I'm dead. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope the person who died was the person who brought the cannon, but it sounds like maybe not. I doubt it. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. But now, I mean, that kid's going to have a fun story, uh, you know, on his first day of, you know, fourth grade or whatever. When they're like, well, tell us an interesting fact about you. Well, uh, my uncle died when they announced that I was a boy. Wow. Yeah. Um, be, be careful with explosives. I think that's just a good rule. So any sort of dynamite, like I've seen too many movies. If you're dealing with like old dynamite, like you have to be super careful because you might just like breathe on it and it'll blow up. Um, so cannons, I'm sure, I'm sure are very similar. Yeah. Uh, pretty ridiculous. Uh, okay. Well, moving right along. Um, we have some more bad news from, uh, the passing of Christopher Plummer. He was 91, if I'm not mistaken, but, uh, we just enjoyed his film knives out from 2019. Yeah, he's been incredibly prolific in his later years here. So uh, it's crazy to see like, it's like, oh, this guy was in a very famous movie from 60 years ago. Uh, the yeah. sound of, It's like that's or even more than that. 65 years ago. And so I heard, uh, I think, on a news story about him. So I think he's Canadian, French Canadian, whatever. And uh, he was acting in both, I think, French films as well as English, obviously. And then when he hit the sound of music, he kind of, you know, went towards the way of the English acting. Yeah. Pretty interesting. I think he's, I think he's still the oldest uh, Oscar winner. Uh, I know he was, he might be the oldest, definitely probably the oldest uh, nominated a few years ago. Do you remember he uh, had to replace Kevin Spacey in that movie? Uh which I never saw, but still. I didn't know he replaced Kevin Spacey, but I remember that. It was Kevin Spacey, right? I mean, that's not exactly a like-for-like like replacement, but... No, but I think Kevin Spacey was aged up. Oh. He had, like, aged makeup or something. Okay. They had to, like, crazy, like, replace him. Uh, yeah, it was Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Yeah, so Kevin Spacey was in old man makeup. And they filmed the whole movie and then 
<laughs> they just had Christopher Plummer film the. I mean, you don't have to put old man makeup on him, so he he filmed those. Anything uh, you had to put young makeup on him. <laughs> yeah, he. You're a little too old for what we're going for. He did the reshoots, uh, November twentieth to 29th, uh, and the movie got released in December. Jeez, incredible! It was an incredible story, and and he got an Oscar nomination for it. It's like. Wow, how were you able to do this role with like no time? Wait, was this this wasn't the last November? This was like three years ago or something. Uh, this was all the money in the world, which came out in 2017. Okay, yeah, because like, yeah, Kevin Spacey got canceled a long time ago. He got canceled in October, it looks like of that uh, of that year, and they had to replace him by the release statement. Wow, well, hats off to those producers, I suppose. Yeah, the behind the scenes that were able to get that done deserve a lot of credit too. But also, plumber, that's that's a hard task. Just like, hey, uh, do you have some free time to do this movie you haven't read anything about? And yeah, he's a pro though. Yeah, definitely. All right. He well, was- speaking of pros and awards, you wanted to talk about the Golden Globes. Oh, I mean, we really shouldn't because everyone hates the Golden Globes for like good reason. They're irrelevant. Uh, but we still talk about them every year. And are these the foreign foreigners awards? Yeah, this is the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, which okay. I don't know who, who's in there. If that's like, I was Roman I Polanski and Sasha Baron Cohen, probably Cohen in it because what? that would be kind of a conflict of interest. He's a foreign man, but he's nominated twice. Oh, and I can't say he doesn't deserve it, but he's nominated for best actor in a comedy. For Borat, and then best supporting performance for the Trial of Chicago Seven, and I uh, mean, I think he's worth it. I mean, there's not that many great comedic performances uh, this year. <laughs> not a lot of movies came out. He's he's uh, going to win that category too because the other category, the other people in this, uh, Lin Manuel Miranda for uh, a taped version of his Broadway play from like eight years ago. Yeah, that's bullshit. Um and Andy Samberg from Palm Springs. Those are like the ba- the main competitors there. So, when did uh the War with Grandpa come out? <laughs> I don't think that was uh, that's a no go poll anymore. <laughs> oh, I thought that looked entertaining. Oh, that's probably got like a twelve percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, they probably say like, oh, he's a Republican, and then it's obviously deduct fifty points. De no one cares about Rotten Tomatoes anymore. De Niro's the opposite. I know, but in the role. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. So, when are the Golden Globes, or are they just like announcing the the? This was the nominees. The uh, the awards will be February twenty eighth, uh, and Amy Poehler and Tina Fey will be hosting on separate coasts. So that's kind of cool, but I don't know what that means. Yeah. Well, that's safe. I mean, their humor is like for their parents kind of thing. Like they always rem- like remind me of like the ASB team in high school where they want to be funny, but they're not even going to be close to crossing a line. You uh, know, it's not going to be Ricky Gervais up there. I have a higher opinion of them than uh, you. do. I'm not saying it's poor, but I think that's their comedy is very like yeah. Disney. I've been enjoying uh, her latest show. The, the Mr. Mayor. I watched three episodes it's incredibly stupid. Yeah. But that's that's what point. politics is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was actually thinking about that where it's like, oh, some of this is just like too crazy. And then that story about uh, San Francisco changing all the school names. Did you see that thing? Oh, yeah. How much so, money that's oh, costing. I was like, oh, local government is uh, insane. Yeah. It's a waste. Everything should just have Wolfram Alpha be running everything. Well, and local uh, government. Uh, Parks and Recreations was great showing the local government with all the crazy people going to the town halls and stuff like that. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, I liked that show. It's just, uh, you know, Nat Geo is really eating up all my time right now. I'm on Wild Hawaii right now. I mean, you got to get, get prepared for this summer when you can travel again. Yeah, I've, that's why I've watched all the wild Yellowstones. I watched like three episodes of Yellowstone National Park, and I'm not, I'm going to go to Glacier Park, if anything. Yeah, I need to go find some 4K Blu-rays of that stuff. I've got Planet Earth, but I need some more of those nature ones, because those ones are always incredible. Yeah, it's 
it's phenomenal. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, talent to- speaking. What? I was going to talk about some of the controversial picks here. Oh, I didn't know we were going like heavy into Golden Globes. Let's hear it. Uh, yeah, just the, there's this movie, The Prom, that was on Netflix. Ryan Murphy made it and uh, did not get good reviews at all, yet was nominated for Best Musical or Comedy. Um, I just talked about Hamilton. Hamilton's not even an original movie. It is literally they put a camera in the theater and they filmed a, a play, and that's nominated for Best Musical or Comedy. And it wasn't this year. It was a long time ago when that happened. Um, yeah, that shouldn't count. James Corden was nominated for The Prom, which again had bad reviews. Uh, it was controversial because he played a gay character, but he's not a gay person in real life. I mean, he surprised, fooled me, but... Uh, Are we sure? <laughs> according to the reality, he's not gay, but he can play gay, but he shouldn't. Isn't that offensive? It is, and somehow the Hollywood Ford Press doesn't care. I think they're behind on the times uh, a little bit. Yeah. Well, TV is where it really uh, went off the rails here. Um, The Mandalorian got a Best Drama Series nomination. And while it's a good show, it's not very serious. Uh, That's kind of a curious pick. Uh, But also Netflix is ratchet. So this is another Ryan Murphy Netflix thing that also had terrible reception. And this never heard of any of this stuff. Yeah, I mean, Ryan Murphy has done, like, all these Netflix things. I've watched zero of them. Don't know if I got time for that. I'll watch the the American Crime Story Clinton thing. I think that's supposed to come out this year. I'll watch that. But Yeah, I like those. Those are good. Yeah. So, um, here's one of the dramas that didn't get nominated for Best uh, Drama was uh, Better Call Saul. Uh, Perry Mason was also didn't get nominated. That's a snub. These got snubbed versus uh, Ratchet, which, again, did not get very good reviews here. Uh, and then also on the comedy side, Emily in Paris, a Netflix show that everyone made fun of, said this is absolute garbage. This got uh, nominated for Best Comedy. Well, because it's about France. Uh, I don't know. That's the foreign press. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Great was the also foreign. That is true. Okay. All of these take place in foreign countries. Emily in Paris is in France. The flight attendant is worldwide. Yeah, I mean, that's that's uh, above. The Great was in Russia. Schitt's Creek is in Canada. And Ted Lasso is in England. So I rest my case. Wow. Wow. I mean, the that, handwriting's on the wall. They don't like Americans at all. Americans don't like Americans. You ever read the internet? Yeah. Uh, and then, then the one I had a problem with, best miniseries or television film. So neither Mrs. America or Debs, which are my two favorite miniseries of the year, got nominated. Never heard of them. They were great. I really enjoyed my time with them. They came, they went, and I'm happy, but neither of them got there. So, um, Dang it. That's the Golden Globes. It's, it's going to happen. I, I, like, I like the Golden Globes only to give you a preview of what might get nominated for the Oscars. Yeah, it's typically like a heads up. Yeah, so I'm just going to go over the best drama. Uh, and I've heard of four of these, so that's good. Uh, the is, first uh, Bad Boys for Life in there? It isn't, because there were movies that came out just not on theaters. If it was, if you had to be in theaters, if that was the rule, uh, it would be a different story. But they uh, were able to find some stuff. So like The Father, I've never heard of this. Anthony Hopkins, Olivia Coleman, those are both Oscar winners. Uh, this probably movie- good, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, this movie came out January 27th, 2020. That was a week ago. That was its official release. Uh, Hot dog. Yeah. And then uh, there's there's Mank, which came to Netflix. I enjoyed a lot, but was far from my favorite movie of the year. But I understand that that pick. That's a good pick. Uh, Nomadland, which still has not been released for anyone to watch. But it's like they showed it to like nine critics once. It looks like... Um. Yeah, it had a one week only streaming release on December 4th, and then they took it away just so they can get nominated. Uh, Promising Young Woman. I really wanted to see this. This got this trailer came out early last year and looked like a fun movie. And it just been it just died because it couldn't come out. Uh, and it's one of those movies that it is out now to rent, but it's like 20 bucks. 
Yeah, I, I'm curious how many people do that. I, I don't know either. It's what's weird. It's a me- like a mental thing. Like I'll pay, you know, twenty eight dollars for the for two of us to go to a movie, but twenty dollars to watch it at home is a completely different story. Yeah, it's it seems it seems like nah this 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 will be four dollars tomorrow. I can't I can't do it. Yeah, or even worse, it'll be free on Amazon in a week. It's like yeah, I yeah. learned my lesson running these dollar movies. Never again. Uh, and then the, the last one is The Trial of the Chicago 7, a Netflix original. So uh, one I watched as well. So out of this list, I watched two of them. Uh, two out of five, 40%. I haven't heard of most of them. I think I've heard of two out of five. I think we did watch the trailer for Promising Young Woman. This is where she she's like trapping people, getting them to like try to date rape her. And then she actually drugs them. Oh, okay. I didn't know that was what it was, it was called. Trailer. Like, yeah, this is coming out, and then you know, that's uh, Adam Brody's in that, right? Yeah. So it's like He's all got the a guy- little resurgence going on. Uh, hot off the uh, Knives Out performance, uh, going back to Christopher Plummer. Uh, Adam Brody was not in Knives Out. He was in that other one. <laughs> oh, he's in Ready or Not. <laughs> that's like the same thing. They were both in the old people mansions, old time. Yeah, movie. rich people, killing people. But that was good, too. But yeah, all, all the guys in this movie are all people you know. Bo Burnham, uh, Adam Brody, Max Greenfield, Christopher Mintz-Plass. <laughs> it's a pretty good cast of uh, would-be date rapers. Yeah, I guess. I, I, I hope this does drop off of $20 and I can watch it at some point. Because I did want to see it way back when. Because, yeah, this came out at last year's Sundance. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, those are the best picture nominees for the Golden Globes. Which means probably three out of those will be best picture nominees for the Oscars. So. Yeah, I guess. I think it's just going to be a weird year for that. Cause it's like Usually there's one movie that kind of sweeps that no one's ever heard of. And then this year it's going to be like every movie. Yeah, I think it's going to be this Nomadland thing is going to be the big one. It's starring Frances McDormand, so she like wins Best Actress like every other year. Is this a Coen brother thing then? Not, but it's still her, so. Hmm. I've seen that on here, uh, but yeah, I have not watched it. I don't even know what it's about. I don't think it's about a nomad. I doubt it either. Uh, yeah, there is a movie I do want to watch on here. Greenland. With Gerard. Gerard Butler? Of course. How many Gerards do you know? Um, there's there's got to be a football player I'm thinking of. I can't think. I don't know. But this is about like a comet coming to Earth and they think it's going to be, you know, fun and small. And then they're like, well, we are terribly wrong. And it's coming now. And we thought it was next year. And, and I think Greenland is like the safe spot so they all have to race to get there yeah that sounds a lot like uh every movie ever <laughs> wow oh this was this was uh came was supposed to come out like years ago and probably by years, did just called something different by years i mean like last year but they're fun though i would watch that i like gerard yeah i just watched that one movie he was in with uh geostorm yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Is he's like, this is going to happen. They're like, easy. You're in the wrong movie, buddy. You already predicted that. They're like, no, no, it's going to happen in this movie, too. And they're like, you're yeah. crazy, man. Then he yells, this is Sparta, and kicks yeah. the guy. He's like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. All right, we still going Golden Globes here? No, that was that was good talk. All right, well, um, tell us about the Disney Studio shutdown. So Disney is closing Blue Sky Studios, one of their animation studios. Uh, this is one of the ones they acquired in the Fox acquisition. Uh, they're known for Ice Age. They also did the Rio series. They did Spies in Disguise from last year. I had uh, Will Smith was kind of. I a, tried watching that. I don't think I got very far. Yeah, kind of a kind of a, a bust for them. Uh, and they were like almost done with their next movie, and Disney said no, they're not even going to finish it. Wow. And, just done there's not even like a story that said oh and they'll you know they'll get the people over to main disney or something just it's just done which is 
sad. You, you never want to see people lose their jobs right now. Uh, also, I think people like some of those movies. The, I mean, I, Ice Age was good. I never, I'm like, I ever saw Ice Age three through nine. Yeah, those were like 15 years ago, though. Yeah, it had Ray Romano. I'm always in for that. But you know who's quietly in everything? Brad Garrett. Every yeah. cartoon, I think he's in it. That's a brilliant voice. He's a you, voiceover guy. Yeah, you want that there. I was you, watching Nemo the other day, and I'm pretty sure he's the pufferfish. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, he's in a whole bunch of cartoons. Put him in more. Yeah. Uh, well, he won't be in the next Blue Sky Studios movie because they're gone. You know, they're, if they're talented enough, they'll, they'll get scooped up by Netflix. They're the bottom feeders that just grab everyone. Well, you would hope Disney, like, they, they're still going to do a lot of animation at Disney, but it, it didn't make sense to have, like, all right, there's Disney animation, there's Pixar, and then there's three animation studios under the old Fox label, including this one. It's, like, just consolidate things, but, yeah, the story mentioned nothing about, like, and we're taking the top talent with us to Glendale or something, you know? Yeah. You know, and uh, we didn't really get into it, and I guess we we can briefly. Uh, so Disneyland is reopening, but there's a caveat. None of the rides are going to be open. And uh, basically, it's what they do during the year. You know, every few months, they do like a sip and savor type of thing where it's, you know, special foods and this and that. And you have to buy a ticket on top of the park ticket to get access to this food stuff and whatnot. So I think they're doing something like that. But what they're uh, what that's going to allow for is about a thousand employees to go back to work. And it starts, I think, next month and it'll be a daily thing as far as I can tell. I haven't read too far into it. I don't know how expensive it is. It's very limited uh, at, at a time, you know, just because of limitations. But I like that. It's about time they pivoted and try to salvage something with that space and whatnot. They should have done this you know, a year ago. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's important for them that they're going to want to go ahead and open as soon as possible, you know, and they want to have people ready. Like, how many people that you that worked there last year have moved on? They're going to have to... It's going to be a real challenge to get everyone back in and trained and everything. Yeah. So start now. Get as many people as you can back to work and at least doing something. You know, uh, this is a throwback for you and I, but uh, a, a fellow jams with a Z alum is a uh, Disney employee, but he's higher up. Yeah. So I think he'll be fine. He, I mean, he's still with them furloughed or not. I don't know, but I don't think he was looking for any other jobs. Yeah. But I mean, there's all the, there's so much that goes into operating that park. Oh yeah. It's unbelievable. Just think of, you're going to have to show people how to run the rides again and how everything so works. How do you, how do you turn it on? <laughs> Green, I think green means a go. Uh, there's all that kind of stuff that. Uh, but I, I liked to when I saw that. I was like, okay, good. They're they're doing some sort of pivot with what they have. Uh, and maybe they're like, well, we can't have the movie studio or theme park reopening a little at a time. So they're like, well, well cut the movie studio. Well, I think movies movies are well in back in. Just oh, especially they animation. Down. They shut down like every other week, though. Yeah. Robert Pattinson got it for like the ninth time, probably. And he's like, yeah. we got to stop. All right. Well, let's push forward. Uh, like I said, uh, I, I don't worry about those guys. If they're talented, they'll, they'll find it. But let and maybe they'll get picked up by M. Night Shyamalan. Did you see the commercial? Uh, has he done? Has he done any animation before? There might be scenes like, uh, would you call it animation when they did the monster and signs? I mean, it's computer animation. Yeah, CGI, but. Yeah, so there you go. I'm sure. We'll hire someone. Some level of that is in most of his stuff. Yeah. You know, those people really didn't jump off of rooftops. It wasn't like a dummy. I don't know. I actually never saw that movie. Uh, I the, remember from the trailers, I was like, whoa. That you're talking about the happening, right? I think so. Yeah. The but one guy. This one, I assume on anyone who watched the Super Bowl watched this commercial where the mom's like, my son was six this morning. Now he's 50. What's going on? 
yeah, M. Night Shyamalan's newest movie, Old. That's they said. I think that the trailer just said like coming this summer, so they don't really. Yeah. Um, I'm optimistic that that they mean it. That I think that will be closer to normal, and movie theaters might seem not so scary. I'm not but, afraid of them. Um. So I'm I'm interested. This looks like a interesting premise and what i read was this was not his original idea this is at an adaptation of like a comic book huh uh, so that's good uh i think some of he he won't have to rely on his worst instincts because he's, he's already got a, a template the unfortunate thing is if this move i mean there's going to be a critic that doesn't like it and then they get to have the fun of writing oh this movie made me so much older Sitting through it. <laughs> so the person's also from Tennessee, that movie critic. <laughs> that is a pompous idiot. Uh, but you know that's going to happen. Oh, yeah. There's so many puns with this. So many opportunities for puns. But I thought it looked intriguing. Yeah, I'm definitely on board. Uh, I even liked his the last one that people didn't like as much. Uh, I don't even remember what it was called. Which one? It was, so it split was first, and then it was glass was the follow-up yeah that was the one that tied them all in right yeah because unbreakable was first yeah and i i liked it a lot i didn't get good reviews at all but i thought it was more than fine yeah it was it was a movie had sam jackson in it you know yeah does the job i'm on board speaking of one of those commercials that had sam jackson in it i was not paying that much attention to it and i was like oh sam jackson and then i looked down and i looked back up I was like, oh, my God, they just turned him into a, a computer animated person. And that's not yeah. a commercial again. He's the whole time commuter. He's a robot or whatever. Yeah, I wondered, is that is that cheaper to do that versus like flying him out there? Like animation's expensive. It's yeah. Well, I mean, you saw what the Michelob commercial did. They just hired a bunch of lookalikes and then had the Asian Christopher Walken. They only paid for Cheadle. Yeah. That was a good one. That uh, Sam Jackson commercial also ended with a uh, Deep Blue Sea reference where he gets eaten at the end. Mm. I like that. But I I have a problem with the commercials. I know everyone does. Everyone always complains about it. But the formula is just like celebrity cameo. And how shameless are these celebrities now? They're all doing it. I know. Before they were shamed out of the country to, you know, Russia or China for these ads and now they're throwing it in our faces yeah and it loses its effect when there's so many of them like like do you remember when uh snickers had that line of commercials where it was like you're acting like this person and then joe pesci yeah and they had pesci and it was like holy fuck they got pesci what an amazing achievement now it's like that would do nothing for me i'd be like all right all right well my question is who has state farm and are they just overpaying mm-hmm. through their nose so that Drake and Chris Rock and Chris Paul and every person can you know get a paycheck from them? I don't know what the marketing budget is. That's got to be insane. Uh, I mean, I have State Farm, and I don't. I don't think it's more expensive, but it's also. I think my family's had State Farm for like a hundred years. Yeah, I've had. Triple A for I think forty eight years because I piggybacked off my parents and now it says it on my card I'm all on my own policy yeah. now and they, when they call or I call them like thank you for being a valued member for forty eight years <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome yeah uh, okay I don't know where we were um, old looks good commercials aren't yeah. fun there's one last thing I wanted to talk about before we uh, Ooh. head into our next segment. I forgot to mention it before the show. I just wanted to ask you: um, has has your have your parents been able to get vaccinated? Not yet. Um, I believe my dad's work is doing something about getting like a person to their work to do that. But no, I I, I don't think they have. Okay. Uh, my fiance's dad has. He's got okay. both. Yeah, my, my parents just got their first dose this last weekend. So, I mean, it, I I just want to know because I want to hear all the, the positive news. It's nice to hear that. Like, Yeah, so, I mean, so. him, uh, he's not that old. He's 60. Uh, no issues with the first shot, no issues with the second shot. 
Yeah. So that, that's I think that's some good news for people. If people don't know that are uh, it's not not just the very elderly that are, have access to it now, but uh, in California it's sixty five and over. Yeah. So that's 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 nice. It's good news. I, I don't know. I mean, your parents are in a different state. I don't know, but I would imagine uh, they're probably pretty close. I would assume so. I don't know. So. They probably have to go to a casino to do it. <laughs> yeah. They give you a $5 prime rib after you're done. Yeah. Uh, a couple chips. But yeah, I mean, that is moving forward. I don't know what the number is, but weren't they saying, you know, Calif- all Californians by 4th of July? Yeah. And I, I, I think I heard something that they think they can get everyone under 50 by the end of March, which at that point, uh, very low risk of i mean and under 50 there's such a low risk of death that yeah there's no risk really um i mean there's still some precautions people will take and but that's very encouraging i agree i think it's only gonna get better yeah all right well we'll we're gonna get into what we've been watching but before we do that portion of the pod was brought to you by our good friends at the clipless leash Formerly known as the Simple Doggy, ClipplessLeash.com has the dog leash you've been waiting for. And they're still doing this, and it's blowing my mind. If you head to the ClipplessLeash.com and plug in promo code Tony, that is T O N Y at checkout, you're going to receive 65% off one of these amazing dog leashes. They have different colors, they have different. Uh, colors on the ball that connects to it. If you look at uh, their site, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Uh, so you can design these things uh, to your liking. And uh, if you head to the cliplessleash.com, you're going to get 65% off when you plug in promo code Tony. It's the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right, Andy, how many uh, things do you have? I've got four and a half. Four and a half, huh? Did you watch cop and a half as one of them? No, uh, I did. No, I didn't I watch a movie from that decade. Oh. Uh, but I watched a movie within that same time period, I'll say. Okay. I got two. Okay. And they're all National Geographic? No, but one of them has national in it. <laughs> okay. Well, do you, you want me do to start two, I'll do my two, and then you close with your th- two and a half. All right. Okay. So first up for me, uh, well, this is actually a triple feature, but I'm not going to talk oh, about it. The whole time. Uh, I bought the the 4K Cornetto Trilogy. You know the Cornetto Trilogy? You know what that refers to? Never heard of that. That is the uh, Simon Pegg, Ed- Edgar Wright movies. Uh, oh, Shaun I the saw Dead. that on your counter. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End. And I watched them all. Um, not, not in the same week. I've been watching them over time. But in a sequence, which, you know, those movies came out like 10 years apart. So that was the first time watching them all. And they have similar themes. And uh, they, they are so great. Uh, the world's end people don't like as much and it is probably the weakest of it, but it it's pretty ambitious. Yeah. Uh, I think it kind of just went in a downward trend after each movie. I mean, Shaun of the Dead is probably his best work. Yeah. So the, the world's end is more, I'd say complexity to it, uh, but it's just not as funny, which is what you want out of those movies. Yeah. Um, I put uh, Shaun of the Dead, uh, probably Hot Fuzz, Run, Fat Boy, Run, <laughs> then The World's End. Yeah. Yeah, I was I mean, actually thinking. Run, he Fat Boy, been, Run has Hank Azaria in it. Yeah, he hasn't been in a lot of stuff, Simon Pegg. Mission Impossibles. He's, yeah, he's doing he's the Tom side Cruise's stuff. Cruise's boy, that's it. Yeah, I forgot he does that, and he did Star Trek as well and as a side character. But yeah, movie comedy just doesn't exist anymore. So like, the, there isn't like, oh, the next Simon Pegg movie. It just doesn't exist anymore. It's sad. I'm sure he's working on something. I think he's been in TV, and but it's just like movies don't exist. Yeah. All right. He probably well, goes to the Winchester too often. Yeah. Well, this next movie has someone who I'm sure would still be in excellent comedies today if he were still alive. Uh, I watched Uncle Buck on HBO Max. Uh, I put that on uh, here and there the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I saw. I think it got just added uh, February, so. I was like, oh, well, I haven't seen that in a while. And yeah, I just put it on on Saturday while I was making dinner. And it's like, yeah, it's oh, terrific. We were so robbed of of whatever John Candy's second career would have been. Uh, I think he I think he would have had at least he a would couple. have had an Oscar. 
Yeah, I think you had at least a couple great like dramatic performances. Serious like roles. A, yep. Yeah, a Robin Williams style turn that would have been great because he he's he is great in the comedies. Like they're always so like sincere and everything. Um, yeah. And this one is is far from the best. I'd still say I'd prefer uh, planes, trains, and automobiles and great outdoors. Oh yeah, I love the, the great uh, outdoors. The uh, if you want to call it the John Hughes John Candy trilogy there. Um, I think the Great Outdoors is on Peacock for free. Oh, really? Because that that had uh, Dan Aykroyd as well. That always helps. Yeah, yeah. and it ends uh, with uh, Land of a Thousand Dances. <laughs> okay. The ending credits. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's on HBO Max. It's fun. It's. It's also it was. Darker. There were there were moments over there. I was like, oh shit! Like, kind of surprised you can get away with that. Like a scene where he's trying to fix the washing machine. Do you remember this? Uh, we're talking about Uncle Buck. Yeah, not really. So he's like, I don't think I finished it. He's like trying to fish, finish the washing or fix the washing machine, and someone like walks in on him, but they only see him like through a door crack, and he's like hitting it and like shaking it, but it just you just hear like crashing, and then he's like, "I'm gonna get my load in you, <laughs> whether you like it or not." And I was like, holy fuck, you can get away with that. It was was the fun 90s, you know? Yeah. It's like, you can't you can't have that joke anymore. But no, that movie was 1989. So it was not the 90s. All right. Even better. The fun 80s. So it it was not the same decade as Cop and a Half. But probably like two years apart. Just missed it. Yeah. All right. Well, my first one is uh, a sequel. To the National Treasure. I watched Book of Secrets on Disney+. Plus. I had not seen a lick of these, period, ever. I didn't know much about it. I just knew that he was... The only thing I knew about it is from Andy Samberg in SNL. Yeah. Dressed up as Nick Cage. And he's like, I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. <sighs> and I was like, oh, okay. And then probably something. They're very entertaining. You just watched number two? I, well, I watched the first one. Okay. Like, uh, didn't I not talk about that on here? You probably did. I think I did. But you just said, uh, like, oh, I watched. I didn't watch them before. And then you're like, I watched the second one. It's got John Voight. This one has Ed Harris. So they did Sean Bean, got Ed yeah. Harris. Yeah. And then also Ty Burrell and uh, Bruce Greenwood as the president. That seems like a good choice. I, yeah, I've never seen that one. I've seen the first one. It's also Helen Mirren. It's very good. Okay. Uh, it's entertaining. It's uh, you know, well done throughout. You feel like you might learn a thing or two, even if it's you know designed for like a fifth grader. Uh, well, it's, it's got fun. Illuminati and stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. The yeah. the pyramid on the dollar bill and you know, treasures everywhere and all that kind of stuff. It's cool. Yeah. Um, you learn about the Resolute Desk, which is in the uh, Oval Office. It's also... Assuming this is all accurate, I don't. I never fact checked them. Uh, the Queen has the other Resolute desk. Were they both built by like Thomas Jefferson or something? No, uh, some French guy, I believe, and he put his clues in the desks. Ah, uh, pretty good. So I heard there's this movie coming out where Nicolas Cage is playing his old characters, and they have to like fight each other or something. What does that so, even mean? <laughs> I don't know, but I that's a thing that's that's real. So I will keep you posted if I hear anything more about that. But um, yeah, so that's important. He is currently listed for Willie's Wonderland. Yeah, I've seen that trailer. Yeah. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. It's that, that one. Like it's that dumb one. Dumb card from Cards Against Humanity. That's the one where he's playing himself. Huh. Pedro Pascal, Neil Patrick Harris. So that is definitely on my to watch list. This is uh, March 19th. (laughs) Okay. All right. So there you go. He's also uh, in production on a movie called Pig and an untitled Joe Exotic project. That guy that. Yeah. Lions and shit. I remember that. I mean, Nick Cage does like nine movies a year, but they're all like not released to humans. Yeah, so. well, he's broke. 
<laughs> All right. Well, the other thing I watched, a little thing. Uh, I watched The Little Things on HBO Max, the movie premiere of like last week. Do you see yeah. this? I know what it is. I'm 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 ready to watch it, oh. but I haven't. I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was good. Uh, Jared uh, Leto was. I wrote down he's kind of like a mixture of his character's a mixture of Dwight from The Office meets the Joker, uh, Heath Ledger's Joker. Heath Ledger's Joker, not his Joker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I had to clarify Heath yeah. Ledger's. Uh, it's very. They just got some like one-liners to the police that are just you have to laugh. I don't remember anything off the top of my head. But he's being questioned and he says something stupid. Uh, it's just kind of funny. And then uh, Rami Malik's this kind of like little hot shot guy. And then uh, Denzel is kind of, you know, been there, done that, kind of screwed up. And then he got exiled to Fresno. Uh, but he was one of the greats. And uh, so they go hunting, basically, and try and figure out this uh, series of murders. And... Uh, it's good. It's entertaining. Keeps you intrigued all the way through. Yeah, I'm going to make sure I uh, get that before it's it's gone. Yeah, I think it's the end of this month, the 28th. Yeah. And you know what? I'm realizing I have a third, so uh, I'll do the third, and then you do your two and a half. Okay. So I watched on Netflix last night, the next three days... I believe I spoke about on here maybe a couple weeks ago uh, as I just discovered it was available and I never even heard of it. Russell Crowe, uh, Liam Neeson, Elizabeth Banks, uh, Jason Behe, a bunch of people. It's a phenomenal cast. Uh, Daniel Stern is in it. Wow, that's a get. Yeah. So, uh, his wife, Elizabeth Banks, is accused of murder and uh, is in jail for, you know, like they can't figure out how to prove her innocence. So she's locked up and then uh, Russell Crowe has to break her out because she was going to get life. Yeah, I mean, this sounds like something like to I think I saw something about this movie, but like. Wasn't Gerard Butler in this movie? Is that just one of those things where I think that's law abiding citizen? Yeah. There was something where he has to break someone out of jail, right? Oh, I don't know that one. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. But it but, was good. It's on Netflix. I don't know for how long. Um, but it's one of those movies like I'd never heard of this and I enjoyed it. So here's a weird thing. I was I just looked at this movie on Wikipedia and one of the things that you can click on one of the links saying, oh, sh this person's been in a state of hyperkalemia. And this is a word I've never seen before, before today. But this was, this moment was not the first time I saw it. That, I mean, I work in, in medical, so I saw this word. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? I looked it up. What is this? And now I, now it comes up again. That's crazy. Who is in hyperkalemia? Uh, one of the characters. Uh, oh, it's, it's fake. Okay. I'm reading the thing. They faked that she had hyperkalemia, which is an elevated level of potassium in the blood. Oh, is that what he put in? Are you talking about in this movie? Yeah, I'm not going to read the entire okay. synopsis of the movie. I just saw that word and I'm like, that's crazy. I've seen it twice today. That is interesting. Yeah, I, that's very interesting because I don't think we even knew what he wrote on that thing. But maybe the pe uh, like the doctor said it or something. I don't want to give too much away. Yeah. But yeah, check those out. I, I'd recommend all three of those. Uh, so you got a Disney Plus, you got an HBO Max and you got a Netflix. Yeah. All right, Andy, reel us in with your last two and a half. Okay. Uh, the first one, I watched Westworld, the original movie from 1973. Oh, wow. Isn't that on. a heaping pile? No, it's it's old. It's low budget. It was Michael Crichton, who was an author, was his first movie directing. Um, I should say a heaping pile because of the, you know, limitations at the time. Yeah, yeah. It was... 1973 and it didn't have a high budget so there's not a whole bunch uh they could do but it, it's it's the same premise and it's also 
Michael Crichton we reworked that premise into Jurassic Park of high tech theme park where the attractions turn on you. Uh, which was so it's kind of like this first season of Westworld where yeah it's the same thing these uh, two guys go there it's uh, two like rich guys one guy who's a veteran and the other guy who's uh, doesn't know what to do yet and he has to learn the ropes of how you do it and you just can just shoot people and stuff like that so um, it's cool it's, it's a great premise and it made for a really good season of TV uh, when they flesh the whole thing out and the movie's fine but I think it's uh, really influential because the final act is basically this one robot kind of like chasing him down chasing one of the characters down and i'm like james cameron 100 percent watched this movie and turned it into the terminator because that is <laughs> it was basically the terminator this robot who can kill people who's he they even have a scene where he it goes into his vision and it's like the like infrared vision i'm like oh my god this is the terminator yeah uh, and also it has, so one of the guys in it is James Brolin, uh, father of Josh Brolin. Ah. And uh, yes, his son looks a lot like him, but Christian Bale looks a lot like him. If you, if you look up look up uh, James Brolin, Westworld, I'm like, oh my God, that's that's like young Christian Bale. It's crazy. Let me see. Yeah. I'll look it up, see if there's a good picture <laughs> or else I'm going to seem crazy. Oh, wow. The one wearing the cowboy hat. Yeah, nah. yeah, that first one there. It's like that's crazy. <laughs> so is he the robot? No. So it's he's one of the two uh, guys that uh, okay are the customers. He's the one who uh, knows who's been there before and knows how to do everything. Gotcha. Yeah. The other guy kind of looks like Pedro Pascal. Yeah, the other guy. I'm like, I, he looks like someone I know, but he's His face is very good. wide. He's not like in things. So he looks like he would be a robot. Yeah. The robot, if you look up who the robot is, the robot looks like a robot. You're like, oh, yeah, that's a robot. Like there's a whole thing where the guy's like, I don't know. How do you tell what, how, if someone's a robot or not? It's like, well, or you, is you know this guy turned on or something? <laughs> well, that is part of it. But no, the guy's just has, he has no hair and he's just like out of place. His eyes are like marbles. <laughs> that's when they go bad. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that means like, oh, he's he's bad now. All right. Well, what's your other one? Okay, I got one and a half left. Uh, uh, a simple favor. I think this is on both Hulu and Amazon. This is uh, Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively, uh, like a mystery thing where Blake Lively goes missing, and Anna Kendrick has to find out. She's just like a mom, and. It's a nice little mystery. It's a Paul Feig directed. It. I think this is the movie that sparked our best of clip where I said she's wearing like a tuxedo with a bow tie. Probably. It Probably. <laughs> yeah. And then Joe said the tuxedo with Jet Li. <laughs> that sounds right. That sounds right. We should look up if that's <laughs> the right date. Um, it's pretty good, but not like you amazing. Finally, we've, no one's ever seen this movie that was talked, well, <laughs> joked about mostly. Um. Well, somehow it says the box office of ninety-eight million. That seems very surprising to me because I don't even remember this movie being released. But probably released in like Japan or something. It was released September fourteenth, twenty eighteen. So okay, but I gave it like I give it a six out of ten. It, it's nice. It's not uh, world changing at all. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I'll check it out. I'll I'll just uh, take your word for it. Okay, my last thing, which is a half. Uh, I watched the first episode of Tiger. Oh, the documentary? The HBO Max thing. Yeah. Pretty so good, huh? You watched it, but did you watch both parts? I sure did. Okay. So I only watched the first part. I'm going to watch the next part at some point. So the first part is just his pre, pre-scandal career, uh, which oh, is yeah. fascinating. You know, it's his childhood and uh, yeah. young professional career. Yeah, and uh, there's just a lot of incredible stuff. There's there's a scene where they're eating the the strawberries. I'm like, those are some probably real Anaheim strawberries there. Um, yeah, it's a big it's a big part for for me is that it's like Tiger is one of the most famous. I'll say he is the most famous person from Orange County. Uh, it's not something that's super well known. Everyone's not like, yeah, that guy's from Orange County, but he is. He's it's true, and he's from he's from our part of Orange County, like North Orange County. So 
Yeah, my dad would always say when we'd go into like Tustin Marketplace, oh, Tiger's mom lives over here now. Yeah. I think she lived on Tustin Ranch. Well, yeah, there's so many golf courses there. That makes sense. Uh, well, but also specific the, golf course. Yeah, the golf course that he always went to as a kid was right by where I used to work there, That uh, the Navy on the Navy airstrip right next to there. Uh, I thought so. that was in like Atlanta for some reason. No, no, that's that's in Los Alamitos. Huh. So that was that was cool seeing that. Um, and then, yeah, just to, his whole the, the early part of his career was in everything with him, like leaving college and the whole whole thing with the girlfriend was nuts. Uh, yeah, it's all setting up uh, some. I'm sure what's going to be incredible uh, the the craziness of what happened with him. Yeah, you should watch that second part's I think about an hour and a half. That first part's about an hour. If yeah, I they're, right. they're both they're both an hour and a half. Oh, they are. Yeah. But yeah, that one's really they're both really good. Yeah, and I feel like we're going to have uh one of these for every famous athlete ever now. Oh, for sure. Like the Tom Brady one's going to be so upsetting, but like he did that one for himself, like he made it, but like the, you have to have the one 20 years later that has mm-hmm. all the scandals and stuff too. Yeah. There's one time Tom Brady ate a burger <laughs> with cheese. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. I mean, Brady does have some uh, personal, he had some personal scandals or not scandals, but personal drama, we'll say, uh, but not for like 20 years. Yeah. He had that, uh, he was with that one actress who's in stuff that I forgot. And then, wasn't i don't know i don't know anything about him <laughs> that's as interesting as it gets but i'm sure they'll find a way to make like some documentary that's crazy but probably doesn't tip or pay his taxes or something yeah well i i want to see like 30 years from now they're gonna do like draymond that'll be incredible <laughs> yeah i'm sure there's some ron Artest would be a good one. Oh man they can't even get that that we'd probably go to like war if that ever got released <laughs> Like the rest of the world to be like, how do you guys let this happen? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, anything else to uh, get to before we uh, wrap it up? No, that was that was good. That was an action-packed one. You've been listening uh, to episode 205 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road. Look at his scandal, Andy. I don't have any scandals. I know this is what you're saying about other people. Okay, well, thank you then. (laughs) We'll see you later.